Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Alright everybody, Josh here. We're keeping these short. These are my rookie profiles giving you my summary of my thoughts and my ranks of the 2020 draft class. At least the big name players getting this out before the NFL draft. We're going to get right to it. Here's the next player. If you don't know who it is, he's in the title of the episode you're listening to. Let's go. All right, guys, I'm talking about my RB3, my running back three, and it's Cam Akers. I went back and forth between Dobbins and Akers. A lot of people, most people have Dobbins as their third, but I just couldn't hold Akers back. I'm going to go with him, and I'm going to tell you why. This guy is, he's bigger and more athletic than DeAndre Swift is. He's just a little bit less than Jonathan Taylor in just about every way, but very similar. The three of them are actually quite similar in a lot of ways. But his burst, his uh, weight-adjusted speed score, all of these numbers are great. He's in, um, for his 40-yard dash, he's in the 4.4s. It's everything you could possibly want. Like I said, very similar to DeAndre Swift and a little less than Taylor. His... College production is incredible. I should rephrase. His college workload was incredible. As age 18, he's putting up 49% combined market share and then 64% the next year and 68% in his final year at age 19 and then 20. So this is a young player right out of the bat putting in a lot of work. And he's not just a running back on the ground. Um, We've seen these kind of numbers out of some other guys. Even Taylor was criticized, and I brought that up about his lack of receiving work. A.J. Dillon, we'll talk about, he put up, he actually didn't get up into the 60-plus percents in his three years, and he didn't start doing it till age 20 and then 21, 22. But this guy is still young. He did it at a young age, and... He also gets involved in the passing game. 10% target share, that's 78th percentile. It's everything you could possibly want. So the big question you're probably wondering is, then why isn't he consensus three, if not even higher? Here's the reason why. Because everyone looks at how much work he got and and then asks the question, well, why didn't he do more with it? And the problem there is, okay... When you actually look at per a touch, you start to realize that he wasn't as efficient as a lot of other players, especially big name players. For example, I'm going to compare him to the best, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, I'm going to use the scrimmage yards per touch per a year. His 18-year-old age season, he was doing 6.7 scrimmage yards per touch. And what that just means is it doesn't matter how others are running play or receiving play anytime he got the ball what did he do with it and that just completely averages out so yeah receiving backs are likely going to be a little higher on this stat but I think it's a pretty good stat then because you want receiving work and so it's perfectly fine that it should um, give you higher numbers because 
receiving is more efficient. We want running backs that receive. So I really like using this stat. So like I said, Jonathan Taylor, 6.7 at age 18, and then 7.2 and 6.5. All right, I'm throwing out a lot of numbers, but just you just need to hear the number and then compare it to this for Cam Akers, 5.4, 4.6, 5.2. All right, in his three seasons, he broke 1,000 yards the first season, played 13 games, played 12 games his next season, but only had 700 yards and 11 games his third season, or 1,100 yards on more, much more, over 200 attempts, uh, more than he had had the previous two seasons. You're getting the picture now. People are wondering, why is he inefficient? Why wasn't he doing more with what he got as much as he was getting, right? Here's the problem, and you'll you'll see a lot of people bringing this up, and this is where I'm like, I don't know whether this really matters all that much or not, but it seems like it would to me, and a lot of people bring it up and talk about it as as if it has meaning. But for the people who know college football, Cam Akers went to Florida State, and they had what is widely recognized as one of the worst offensive lines in college football, and, and not just last year. There, I don't know about all-time history, but in recent memory, extremely bad. And there's even a stat that they use about yards before contact. Um, and usually this stat is used to really not so much gauge the running back as much it is to gauge the offensive line, how much extra push the offensive line is generating before defenders can get to Cam Akers or in whoever the running back is. The total, and there's going to be negative plays, of course, in there if they get in the backfield and tackle you for a loss. So it kind of balances out at, between maybe a good rushing blocking and you get a lot of yards with before being touched one play, but you get sacked in the backfield on another one, right? So you have to realize that this is a net number. It's combining both positive and negative plays. Florida State supposedly, um, and this is a number from the 2018 season not the 2019 season because this was generated in august of 2019 so this would have been after his bad 2018 season i haven't seen this updated for the 2019 college season but it gets the point across it didn't change that much the next season evidently here's the point florida state totaled two yards net before contact two wisconsin with Jonathan Taylor in Wisconsin got 1,555 before contact. And so that's why a lot of people, and that, that goes back to my, my what I brought up about Jonathan Taylor. Some people see that as a negative, that he went to Wisconsin. He's just a product of the system. But Cam Akers, he's not a product of the system. He earned everything he was doing. This is an extremely athletic player. In fact, if you if you saw it, A.J. Brown played against Cam Akers and actually had a tweet commenting on Cam Akers' athleticism saying, he's so athletic, he jumped over me and ran it for a touchdown. Uh, I would love to hear more about that story, but you can see from other elite athletes, they have his respect. And I think that Cam Akers is the kind of running back in the NFL draft here in just a few more days. It's going to happen, so I only got a couple more days to get the bigger names out on these mini-sodes here, but Cam Akers could easily fall below. He could fall below a Dobbins. Dobbins could go ahead of him. 
Um, we'll talk about Clyde Edwards Hilaire in a little while. He could easily be drafted ahead of Akers. Even though my rankings have him as his third, that doesn't mean the NFL has Akers as their third. Akers could easily get drafted further down, but we've seen in, in the second and third rounds, but we've seen highly successful running backs get drafted a little later than we thought they should. You remember years back, we were like, well, what is taking so long for Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook to get taken? Or Kareem Hunt gets taken in the third, and that was a little bit of a surprise to some people. All my point is, I think Cam Akers is sneaky because he could go to one of these really good landing spots uh, for a good team that doesn't have a lot of picks, especially high picks, to spend on a running back. And so... When they go to look at taking a running back later in the draft, he's going to be the guy who's still there. And so I would love Cam Akers going somewhere like if he goes to the Jets, that's a worse, kind of a worse case, but you could see that. But a, I would love the, the scenario where he goes to the Steelers. He would be a perfect kind of running back for the Steelers. Um, I've heard a number of different scenarios. Right now we've got a drama going on with supposedly Leonard Fournette. Could Jacksonville get Cam Akers. There's a lot of good places that Cam Akers could go that some of the more expensive draft capital expensive running backs just simply won't have the opportunity to go to. And that's why we get so disappointed after the draft so many times because we have all these excitement, all this excitement about all these great places these running backs can go, but then reality sets in that no, the bad teams are going to take those guys. The good teams aren't taking them. And we get disappointed in where they fall. But there's always the second, third, fourth, even fifth running back on the NFL's list that ends up going to a good team. And that's a really exciting player that you can get at a value. Cam Akers, he's my running back three. As always, that'll get adjusted by draft capital somewhat, but also by my landing spot score for running backs, not so much wide receivers. So keep an eye on that. Love Cam Akers. I cannot I cannot hold the supposed negatives against him to the point where I would have Dobbins ahead of him. Likely have Dobbins next. We'll see if we can talk about him, if I can get that one out. Thanks for listening. Cam Akers, love him. Keep an eye out for where he goes. Possible great value for you.